Hello and welcome to another episode of The Wannabe Entrepreneur, the podcast about what's really like to bootstrap a company. My name is Tiago and I'm your host. Today I have a very packed episode for you because it was a very eventful week. I will start by giving you an extended review re- 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 <laughs> review on Nomadlist. I joined Nomadlist last week and I have a lot to tell you about it. After that, let's speak about conversion rates. I've been obsessed on improving the WB space conversion rate and I've learned a lot about it and I'm sure you like to also listen to this because I think it's highly relevant to everyone starting their projects. And last but not least, I will speak about a crazy idea that I had at 1am and so far is working really, really well. So without any further ado, let's get started with today's episode, episode, episode. Okay, let's go. Nomad List, probably one of the most famous communities out there. And it's managed by, you know, you know, yes, our god, Peter Levels. <laughs> okay, maybe he's not our god, but he's certainly one of the most famous indie developers out there. By the way, he recently was on the One Million, or My First Million podcast, which is a podcast more about the VC world, and they were so intrigued with uh, the lifestyle of Peter Levels and this mindset of being indie. It's, it's really funny to see that uh, even though inside our little bubble on Twitter, on the podcast, on Slack, indie hackers, we all understand it, being indie is still something that is not very comprehended in the world. So hopefully it will become more mainstream in the future. But yes, I joined Nomadlist. It costed 100 bucks and it's a one-time fee, actually. So you only pay once and then you are in for life, which is really interesting because Slack is not free. Or at least you have a free version, but if you want to have access to more than, I think, 13,000 messages or 30,000 messages, plus a lot of other perks, you need to pay. And it's not cheap. In Slack, you pay per user and you pay six euros per month per user. So this means that if your uh, community scales up, obviously as well, your costs, your spendings will scale up. So Peter Levels and Nomadlist is actually paying for the premium version. So he's using the paid Slack. So I don't really understand how he's able to sustain this business because after doing some, uh, you know, very complex calculations, I determined that uh, after 18 months using the Slack, the Nomadlist Slack, Peter Levels will be actually losing money because 18 times 6 is uh, more than 100. And uh, yeah, so I don't really understand. I, we were actually chatting about this on Twitter and he told me, it seems that like yeah we have very deep conversations with each other. It's actually on public tweet. You can just uh, tag him, and sometimes he will answer. And he, he did answer me, and he told me that uh, actually the reason why he's able to make money is that because people end up uh, churning, so they end up leaving the Slack channel, which I fully I don't understand, right? Because even if I stop using Nomad List, why would I leave the Slack channel? So maybe he has some automations around it that kicks people after um, a few months of inactivity or something. But uh, yeah, let's get started with this review. 
So I opened the website and I paid and everything was fine. And after that, um, I have to be honest, some confusion started to, to appear because uh, you you go to to the website and you can like add your profile and then you can add your picture and it they have some really cool automations that uh, kind of verifies the picture. So to make sure that you're actually showing your face and that's super cool. However, I couldn't show my favorite picture, which is me on a boat because I'm wearing sunglasses and um, apparently you need to show your eyes as well. But that's completely fine. The only thing that I did not enjoy was the fact that uh, the picture, like it was not cropping the picture properly. You know, when you add a picture on, on Twitter or something, you can crop it and say, okay, only show this part or this part is my face. With Nomadlist, it doesn't work like that. If your picture does not have the right dimensions, it will just not look good. And uh, which is, to be honest, completely fine. But, you know, for a website that is so mature, I would expect this to work. But yeah, uh, completely fine. Besides that, it's the typical Nomadlist design, the typical Peter Levels design. Really nice, really intuitive. You can define um, a, your profile. And then they also, I didn't know, but Nomadlist also has the dating feature. So you can do a kind of Tinder swiping left swiping right to yeah to find dates or also to find friends so you if you are just interested to find friendships you can also use nomadlist for that which is really really cool so one thing i noticed is that nomadlist is it's obvious right everyone knows but this is really for digital nomads and not for indie hackers even though we i connect peter levels we with the indie hacking nomadlist is not for that nomadlist is for digital nomads so I'm not really the target group there because I'm not a digital nomad, but of course I look, like the topic and I, I'm indie and I like to go out and work from coffee places. So I thought maybe I can meet some people that do that. So I added my profile and I added my interests. Fortunately, that's the interest for startups because I'm only interested in meeting people around that topic. And uh, there's also some something uh, that I found really interesting. There's the casual dating filter, for instance, or the poly dating filter. So it's really for every kind of interest, you will find your niche there, which is really cool. I think that's also one of the reasons why people like Nomadlist so much. It ident You can identify yourself with it no matter uh, what you are into. And uh, yeah, that was it. Then some kind of confusion started to, to settle in because Nomadlist uses slack and discord as the mean of communication so even inside the website you can send messages but all of these messages are sent through slack or discord and to connect the website and your profile with slack and discord it's not very intuitive so first you get an email and then with this and this is only for slack for discord is different but with slack you get an email that uh, allows you to add your profile to slack but then you need to make sure that it's the same username and the same picture so that part was a bit confusing for me to fully understand because i didn't get the the email immediately and so on so i didn't know how to manage that with discord was a bit easier but you still have to go to the settings and change your uh, username and all of that so that part was a bit confusing now I, I'm not a big Discord fan or I don't use it that much. When I tried to set up my account on Discord, there were some cool automations like you first you need to introduce yourself on the introduction channel and stuff like that. So Discord allows you to personalize more the onboarding, which Slack doesn't. So in that sense, Discord is better. But yeah, I, I'm more into Slack. So I started using Slack 
and um, I opened the account and I also got the bot basically telling me what to do and introducing some of the channels to me. And then I went to the introduction channel and I sent my first message. I introduced myself. I said, my name is Tiago and I'm working on the wannabe entrepreneur. And I tried to link the wannabe entrepreneur. I immediately got a message saying that I cannot link anything in the first 30 days. This is really interesting. So my message was deleted and the bot sent me a warning saying you cannot do that. So I guess this is a way to avoid spamming, which I really enjoy. I think it makes total sense. And I, I love the fact that this is automated. I probably will have to do that in the future on the WB space. So that was fine. I removed the links. I did the introduction and uh, I got a few, I, I don't think I get any response back. So no one actually came and wrote the message, but I got a few reactions like waving and Portugal and everything like that. And then I looked to the Slack channel and how it's organized. And it's really interesting because here you can really see that this is made for digital nomads because most of the channels are country-related channels, right? So you have uh, Portugal, Germany, Hungary, India, Indonesia, Japan, and you are by default in all of these groups. So even though I'm not interested in Germany at the moment or Hungary or something, I'm in those channels and I can see what people are saying. I was obviously interested in, in Portugal and I even sent some messages asking around where I could work, where are some nice coffee places people could recommend, and I got some nice recommendations. So you can see that in that regard, the community is active and people are there to help you out. Besides that, there's some other general channels like coders, flying, food, freelance, and they are generally quite active, not super active. To be honest, I would expect this community to be booming with a lot of activity. It's not like that, but definitely there's people there that are engaged. Then on the Portuguese channel, I noticed that I found someone that I already knew, a Portuguese developer, also digital nomad, and I tried to send him a message, a DM, a direct message, but I couldn't. So that got me a little bit frustrated because apparently you can only send direct messages after the first six days that you are in the community, which I, I asked around and some people said they understood it. I, I don't understand because what about when the six days have passed? Can I just spam people? I mean, for me, it does not make sense. And it was really annoying not be able to send messages to this person because they would actually see the notification because first it sends and then the bot deletes the message. So then I end up uh, sending a message to this person telling that we could speak on Twitter. So that was a bit frustrating. I didn't enjoy that. But and I think there's better ways to avoid spam and, and not kind of damage the, the whole connecting experience. Yeah, and that's uh, basically it. I, I realized that this is not a community for me, at least for now, but I think it's well managed. And I think there's also a lot of automations, by the way, it's well connected with Remote OK and uh, connected with all the Peter Levels universe with all, all of his products. So, for example, every time there's a new remote job popping up on Remote OK, sent to one of the Slack channels, etc. So everything, you know, all the automation that we hear about when Peter Level speaks about it, it's there and it's really, really amazing. Yeah, so I'll continue exploring the, the community. As I told you, it's not really for me because I'm not a digital nomad. But yeah, it's super cool still. Uh, and I, I'm looking forward to, to be in it and to meet other people. And I will keep you updated if there are some news in regards to Nomad List.
So yeah, this was my review about Nomadlist. Now let's go to the second topic, which was conversion rates. Yeah, I want to speak about this because I think it's super important. I have currently reached $450 MRR on my community. And this month alone, I'm getting about 630 euros from my businesses. This is the highest paycheck I have ever had. Of course, indie paycheck. So connected with my project, this is my best month, which is interesting because I thought this would be my worst month because it's summer and people are not paying attention, but they are. So that was really, really cool. The reason why I got such a high paycheck is because the two or three people paid for the full year in the community so that's immediately hundred and something bucks plus i was able to sell the guide and i was able to sell a, a bunch of little things that adding up did almost like 700 bucks and to be honest i think this this is even ramen for me i'm able to pay the the bills i'm able to do all of that i think my lifestyle at the moment is still a, a little bit higher than the 700 bucks but i could live with only 700 bucks in portugal so this is really really cool so reaching this level is really, really amazing. It feels great to be able to get this amount and pay the bills with my projects, something that came from my own imagination, my own creativity, that, that feels really, really incredible. However, I'm still not off the hook. I still feel that it's so hard. It's so much work to reach this level. And I never really could explain why I felt this way. But uh, everyone around me was always telling me, ah, come on, Tiago, you already reached this far. Now it's easy. Now the hard part is over. Now it, it will become easier and easier. But for me, I don't, I don't feel that really. And the reason is for me to get one new member. It's so much work. It's so much marketing. It's so much trying to sell the community to people on Twitter and going on indie hackers and commenting everywhere all this to get one new user so for me this doesn't scale because i still need a lot of new users to be able to get a comfortable mrr so i finally got it i finally understood why i it feels so hard it's it's because of the conversion rate i did the calculations and uh, my conversion rate so from a person visiting the website to converting to a member it's one percent so i need 100 people coming to my website to convert one member when i asked around about others conversions and i'm not sure if i already told you this but for example for mark mark lg judo hacker with his no code tool for him the conversion is 30 percent which is abnormally high but normally good conversion rates are in around 10% or so. With 10%, that would be amazing because for every 10 new users, I would get a new member. That That's doable. However, for me, it's 100. And it's not easy for me to get new users into my website. I need to do a lot of manual work. As I told you, I need to go on Hindi Hackers and comment a lot and basically be around and do a lot of marketing. So... For me, there's only two solutions. Either I increase the conversion rate or I find a way to get a lot of users on my website without putting a lot of effort. 
I kind of realized that I needed to diversify and try to get new products going. And I told you this, that's why I started the guide. And I thought that it was my problem. It was my product that does not have enough demand. But I still wanted to confirm this theory. I wanted to find other products with the same target, indie makers, that were very successful and tried to understand what was their conversion rate. So I asked Tony Dean. Tony Dean, I interviewed him here and we've been talking a lot on, on Twitter and he's really, really nice, super approachable and he answers all my questions, so it's really great. And he has a tool that helps people engage better with Twitter and his main target group are indie makers. So I asked him, what is your conversion rate? And he told me that, first of all, he doesn't care too much, he doesn't measure it, but it's around 2 to 3%. So it's actually not that high. I was very confused because I know that he's now achieving almost 10k MRR and in one year. So how was he able to achieve that with such a low conversion rate? And he told me that it's because he has a lot of people coming to his website and a low churn rate. And that makes total sense, right? Like me, he has a membership. So when he gets one new customer, if the product is good enough, they will not churn. They will not leave the product at least for the first year or so. So he just needs to make sure that he can get those users into the website. And the way he does that is with Twitter. He always claims that he does not do marketing. And I, I didn't fully understand that because for me, what he's doing on Twitter is marketing. But now, he actually today I was speaking with him and I finally understood what he meant. For him, being on Twitter is not really marketing. It's, it's fun. He, he just likes to create new stuff and, and share it around. And, you know, it turns out that has a lot of success and a lot of people like it but he does not see it as marketing because for him, marketing is something boring and being on Twitter is not boring. So he's able to get a lot of traffic and he told me that 90% of his traffic comes from Twitter and that's enough with a 2% conversion rate to reach a very good MRR. I suggested to him to maybe try different target groups, maybe not indie makers, and uh, he said that he doesn't want to because he just likes building stuff for indie makers. He doesn't. He does not want to start doing marketing, even though he, he does do marketing for me. But okay. Anyways, I I totally understand what he means, and now I feel a little bit better with my product because now I know that the conversion rate being so low is not because my product sucks. It's because indie makers do not want to pay for anything. And I understand that, uh, to be honest, my mind changed a little bit. In the beginning, I wanted to do everything as lean, as cheap as possible. Now, if I find some cool product, especially if it's made by indie makers, I support it. And the two products that come to my mind immediately are Hivoi from Luca, and the second one is Famewall uh, from Gotham, from the community, which is a great, great tool that basically allows you to, to create a wall from tweets. So, for instance, for the guide, I use this really nice. I found a bunch of tweets where people are praising the guide and giving great reviews about the guide. And I easily can create a nice wall that then I embedded in my website. And now I have my own validated review system. So that's really, really cool. And I pay for those products, even though I have the WB discount. So, yeah, I, I kind of realized that this is normal and I have to deal with it. So I've been trying to 
both increase my conversion rate and find ways to get more users in, in a better way. And that leads me to the last topic of today's episode, my new crazy idea. And everything starts with a series. It's called Mr. Robot. And if you haven't watched it, please do. I think, especially if you're a developer, if you're in, into this indie stuff, I think you really enjoy it. So basically, I don't want to spoil it too much, but it's about this hacker and or this hacker group, and they are trying to, to hack this big corporate. So it's really, you know, indie makers versus VC kind of style. At least that's how I see it. And I have this thing, which is a bit weird, but every time I watch a movie or a series, I imagine that I'm kind of part of that. For instance, I watch Batman and then I leave the, the theater and, and I'm always saying I'm Batman or something. I don't know. I really start living, you know, at least for the for the, the first like day or so, I start seeing the world a little bit as I do in the movie. And I, I know it's not crazy. Uh, my mom got me tested. Uh, this is from Big Bang Theory. Anyways, so I watched that. It was 1 a.m. and I watched Mr. Robot. And after that, I, I went to take a shower and showers for me is where I get all my cool ideas. So I was having a shower. I was like, okay, ideas, ideas flowing, ideas flowing. And finally, I got this idea of creating a lottery, like a marketing lottery, a very simple website where people could just submit their email and the product. And every day I would select one product and send to all the participants. You would win the lottery. So I thought, okay, I can do that. It's 1.30 a.m. I still have some time to go to bed. So I started coding and I was like, in my mind, I was Mr. Robot, kind of speaking speaking with myself and, and saying, okay, now let, let's do that and let's do that. And I was able to do it. I mean, it, it was simple. I, I basically used MailChimp to collect all the emails and send the emails. I used the format I had for the WB website and I was able to do a very, very simple version of it. Now, I don't advise anyone to just start building these ideas unless you can do it in like two or three hours and, and you are doing it for fun. I was sure that I was not going to make money with it and I'm still sure, but I don't know. I just wanted to do it for fun. So I did it. I shared. And in the first day, I got eight people coming and leaving their email. I thought, okay, this is cool, but I need more. In the second day, I got 20 users. And today is the third day and I'm already in 50 this is crazy. People really enjoy this product. And the website, you can go. You just go to wannabe-entrepreneur.com slash game. You can find it there. The website is very simple, but it's quite fun because I show all the projects that people submitted. So it's really cool to see what other people are doing. Then I send it around to everyone on an email. People open it. And the next day, it just restarts. And I have like a little counter saying... 20 hours until this next email or something. Also, the winner gets to be on the page for 24 hours. I don't know. It seems very simple idea. And I don't know if it will last, but at least I was able to collect 50 emails already, like from my target users. I've been having a lot of traffic to the website. People are tweeting about it. And I don't know if this will just plateau and stop or if this will explode. And I hope it will explode. But... It's really, really fun. It's an idea that I got from Mr. Robot. So thank you, Mr. Robot, for that. And uh, make sure to go there and subscribe and add your, your idea there. I don't know if I'm going to make man money directly from this or if I'm going to use this as a marketing tool. And what I do is every time I send an email, I, on the bottom, kind of try to plug the community, but I need to do it better. 
But yeah, I just did it for fun. And now if it keeps on growing, I'll try to make it a little bit better and, and find a way to at least bring more traffic to the website. Because as you remember, that's what I need to do. My conversion rate is not very high, but at least I will have an automated way to get new users. And that's it. That's it for today's episode. And uh, this Thursday, hopefully I will have a new interview for you. I'll be interviewing on Wednesday and then releasing on Thursday if everything goes well. I know that I've been a little bit lazy, but you know, last episode was cool, right? With Kavya and Luca. I think this was a really, really fun episode. People really like it. So if you want me to continue doing this, there's so many ways, so many ways you can help me. And let me start enumerating. First, become a member of WB Space. Second, buying the guide. More and more people are buying the guide and I'm getting really nice reviews. So if you want to start your bootstrapping career, it's a very simple step-by-step -step guide and it's now uh, for $9. Really cool. Also, the WB merch. So t-shirts, mugs, all of that. I want to see everyone wearing the merch we have because it's super cool and I take it everywhere and you should too. And uh, yeah, that's that's of course you can share it. Share it with all of your friends on Twitter. I want to reach 200 people listening to the podcast. So far it is around 150, but we can do it because we are the wannabes. So now I'm really trying to, you know, fire you up to share this with all of your friends. And if it didn't work, I'll be really really sad. Anyways, this was another wannabe entrepreneur. See you next time. There's so many ways, so many ways you can help me with.